Hello, dear ones. I'm so excited for you to dive into this episode. Uh, but before we get started, it felt really important for me to come on here and um, just in this intro uh, to reach out to anyone who is struggling with addiction. It's not something I really go over in this episode um, specifically, but it felt significant um, and really important for me to come on ahead of time and just speak to anyone who is struggling with addiction and to let you know that you're not alone, that there's nothing wrong with you, and that there are resources that will help support you as you work towards your sobriety, and that I believe in you, and I know that you can come into a state of balance and alignment and a life that is beyond your wildest dreams. And um, I'm going to link some resources in the episode notes here. You're always welcome to reach out to me as well. Um, and I can make personal referrals and, um, you know, I, I want to be supportive for you. So if you are struggling with addiction, just remember you're not alone. At the very least, you've got me in your corner and there's a lot of other people out there that do amazing work in this field. And I've linked some of those resources in the episode notes for today's episode. I love you. I think you're amazing. All of you, thank you so much for showing up. And without further ado, episode 14 of All Things Empath. Hello, dear ones, and welcome to another episode of All Things Empath. I am your host and healing mentor, Laura Ann. And this week is a very special week for me. I am celebrating four years of sobriety. Four years of sobriety that five years ago, six years ago, 10 years ago, if you had told me that in the year of 2022, I would be celebrating four years sober, I would have definitely not believed you (laughs) and thought it was impossible. Um, And it just feels really good. Um, The last episode where I, I talk a little bit about go into detail and uh, vulnerably share about my story and and how sobriety has played a huge role in my own healing journey and my journey as an empath. Um, it felt like it would be well-timed and significant and I've just been feeling called to talk about sobriety and sensitives, um, sobriety in uh, the lived experience of being an empath. Um, and, you know, not just sobriety in the terms of uh, just thinking about it within those confines of that word, but thinking about substances, thinking about what we consume as sensitives, as empaths, and um, you know why it's important to be really intentional uh, around what it is we're consuming as sensitives, as empaths. Um, I I mentioned uh, in talking about my story some of my own history with uh, self-destructive behavior that goes outside of abusing drugs and alcohol, but also into disordered eating. And and I feel like there's more and more research and a deeper understanding and awareness in the world of mental health and emotional health um, and in the world of recovery and addiction that um, self-destructive behaviors are rooted in trauma. <laughs> it's like, 
like, I feel like I talk about trauma all the time. It's because I do, because it's really significant. <laughs> it makes such a huge impact in the way that we we learn to adapt and evolve and survive our early childhood and just life in general. And and the the survival strategies, the survival patterns and behaviors that we adopt through our um, childhood and young adult life, um, you know, at the time may have helped us to survive a situation, but then as we continue to grow and evolve, they actually hold us back and serve as these massive blocks, as these kind of ceilings that we keep running up against, these walls that we keep coming up against again and again. Um, and that's true for all humans, right? Because all all of us have experienced trauma. All of us have adapted and adopted different survival techniques to be able to get through what we've lived through and to live to tell the tale because they worked and then they no longer serve. Um, it's especially important for, and, and when I say especially important, what I mean is the consequences um, seem to be more, uh, more severe for sensitives and empaths of some of these toxic relationships with substances and behaviors because we're sensitive. So already we're more sensitive to energy and environment and context. And so when we are consuming things, um, when we are putting ourselves in relationship with people, behaviors, substances that um, have a certain frequency and effect on us, um, it has a greater effect on us and the, and the ripple effects out from that uh, can be hugely detrimental. Um, now, of course, you know, self-destructive behaviors are self-destructive for everybody, <laughs> not just empaths. But I think it is especially important when you're coming into this awareness of being a sensitive soul, of being an empath, um, to just be really compassionate with yourself and to create some space to get curious around how you relate to the things that help you get through the day, to people that you're in relationship with, to content that you're consuming um, because we're constantly being bombarded with energy all the time. Um, and so getting intentional and creating some space around to be intentional about getting curious about how it is you're relating to all of these things that we're consuming is going to be a big game changer for you. It certainly has been for me. Um, you know, one of the first things before years and years before I even knew that I was an empath, um, it feels like a lifetime. It was a lifetime ago. Uh, I was, uh, a very young woman living in Washington, DC, working in the world of, um, environmental activism and the nonprofit world. And, um, you know, I was, 
I was fierce and fiery and in my 20s and I was, you know, taking action on the injustices of the world and I was in a in a space, you know, DC, everybody there's everybody is very politically active and um all of my friends were activists and uh given my work at the time, I really felt the need to um, be up to date on current events. And so I was reading multiple periodicals. I was reading, um, you know, the Washington Post, listening to NPR, and uh, always had my finger on the pulse of the news and what was going on, um, bills being passed, things, you know, so, so that I was up to date and informed. And what ultimately ended up happening um, was complete and total overwhelm. And what I found was in the morning, I would be spending, you know, 30 to 60 minutes looking and consuming uh, current events in the news from multiple sources. And, and I would just be in tears every day. I started my day out just being emotionally overwhelmed um, by everything that was happening locally and globally. And and it started to really impact my mental health. And even not knowing that I was an empath, I was like, this isn't good. <laughs> I was like, uh, I start every day crying about the world. I'm having, you know, I was having consistent nightmares um, that were apocalyptic in nature. And I was just absorbing all of that energy of, you know, sort of the doomsday um, listening to, to all of the bad stuff, um, to all the big stuff that was happening. And uh, I decided to stop consuming media, the news, on a regular basis. Um, and it, you know, I think is, it's something that I, I do struggle with because I know it's the most privileged thing in the world to be able to do that to make the decision that I'm not going to because I don't have to. So so I think it's really important for me in this moment to acknowledge that I'm aware of the privilege that I have to have even been able to make that choice um, because there are people who are living it in a way that you can't separate out from it. Um, so that feels really significant to to admit to and to acknowledge in this space. Um, and that it made a huge difference for, for my mental and emotional health. Um, I, you know, I still through osmosis, through the relationships of people in my life, through social media, which I'm on, um, for, for my business and, uh, for work and for supporting our community, you know, I, of course, get, uh, keyed into, the big issues that are coming up that are important to me. And when those happen, then I can very intentionally decide that I'm going to go in and read about it. And there's a huge difference there between just, um, you know, going going in with, with heart and mind and just the net of self wide open to catch everything versus coming in very intentionally with like a crabbing basket. I don't know why I'm using a fishing analogy here, but you know, it's like, this is very intentional. I'm only going to catch this one story and this is what I'm going to investigate. And I'm going to dedicate 45 minutes to going down um, this rabbit hole of the internet and looking at multiple sources and seeing what people have to say about this. And then I'm cutting myself off. 
I'm going to give myself some time to process and ground and do what I need to do to regulate my nervous system, process whatever emotions have come up for me, and take any action that I deem is necessary based on information that I've read, whether it's sharing something, signing a petition, donating money to a cause, etc. And that intention um, that can lead to action, you know, and just being very intentional around the news that I'm consuming has absolutely revolutionized my life. And, um, and it's something that I intuitively did before I even knew that I was an empath uh, and that now I do with much more intention behind it um, because I understand why I'm so impacted. Uh, compared to, you know, like my folks who who do the same thing every day and it's just like, you know, normal breakfast conversation fodder, right? They're not they're not affected at the same level as I am uh, by that stuff. So um, that's just one example. Um, you know, we and we're always inundated by by this information. Social media is a is a great example. You know, we get on there and we're just pew, 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 <laughs> just like free radicals of information just bouncing off of us everywhere all the time. And and so that would be another thing that you could get curious and intentional with um, in something that I think uh, over, the la- over the polarizing political situation in the United States over the last uh, six years, like being really intentional about who you're following, what's coming up in your feed, you know, that's something that that we interact with, most of us, on, on a daily and regular basis. And, um, you know, when, when your feed isn't cultivated to support you, um, it's not going to, right? And so uh, just being really intentional around what energy you're allowing to touch you. Um, and that's not to say we always need to live in a bubble and that we're these glass fragile creatures as empaths who can't take who can't take uh, the pain and the grief and the suffering. We can and we do so much, right? And so in order for us to be able to show up with a full cup, in order for me to be able to show up in support and... Um, work with processing pain, suffering, grief of a friend, a family member, my local community, the world at large, right? As an energy alchemist, as an empath, in order for me to do that in a way that doesn't injure myself, I need to be very intentional with how and when I do that. Um, And so again, it comes back to boundaries, and, and boundaries, it's such a many-layered subject, but um, it's working with boundaries and being really intentional in what it is you're consuming as an empath. So we've talked about news and social media. You know, these are things that energetically, you know, that we're consuming with our minds, that we're like, we're reading, we're being exposed to. Uh, the same with entertainment, you know, movies and TV shows. Like, I'm very sensitive to violence. <laughs> If I watch too many episodes of The Last Kingdom on Netflix, I get sick. <laughs> I get depressed. It really, it really affects me. Um, and so I, I, I'm very intentional with that. Um, and this sounds so silly, but like if I'm going to watch something violent, 
I really, I have to set a limit for myself. And then often I will have to cap it off with something that has a different energetic frequency. Um, you know, something that is going to feel more wholesome and uplifting. And very often it is the great British baking show. Um, (laughs) that is, that is something that will help to equalize because it's just, I don't know if there's a more wholesome, uh, television show and production on planet earth at this time. It's absolutely delightful. If you haven't seen it, um, it's a, it's a great resource as an empath and as a sensitive to, um, have something that, that feels really nice to watch. Um, so those are things that we're, we're consuming more energetically, right? Mentally, emotionally, energetically. Uh, but then we also have the things that we're consuming physically. And, and that's where, you know, this, I want to preface this with just everybody's relationships with food and substances are their own, right? Like your own relation, it's, it's going to be different for everyone. So this is not saying the way that I have found to work for me is the way that is going to work for you. This is an invitation to get, again, to get curious around what your relationship is with these substances um, and see where it's really serving you and where maybe it isn't and where there might be something that's out of alignment that would feel better if it was shifted and play around with it. Give yourself permission to try new things um, and in different ways of relating to food, to alcohol, to drugs. Um, You know, if y'all are into uh, regular consumption of cannabis, for example, you know, noticing what that's doing for yourself on a mental, physical, emotional, energetic level, personally within your internal world, and then externally in your relationships and seeing where is it serving me? Where is it not serving me? Um, and knowing that as an empath, as a sensitive, we are so affected by these things. Um, it's so interesting, you know, even, even just thinking about, um, you know, my, my journey with chronic illness for several, quite a few years, um, I didn't realize because, you know, I abused drugs and alcohol for so long that I was actually sensitive to them. It wasn't until I was in the context of a doctor's office being prescribed things that we were trying, um, or in a naturopath's office um, to to see that, wow, I actually react. Like there wasn't a single practitioner that worked with me that didn't remark, wow, you're really sensitive <laughs> to these things. <laughs> it's like you, you react really quickly, you react really well, you're really sensitive to this work or to this um, tincture or to this, you know, prescription medication. And sometimes it backfired because I was too sensitive and they prescribed me too much and I had a reaction. Um, but you know, that really, for me, it was around that time that I was starting to really clue in to my empath nature and, and some bells started going off. I was like, Oh, okay. I am really sensitive, um, physically to medication as well. Um, you know, my body reacts and is very sensitive to those things. And so just being aware of that, I think, um, and just remembering that as an empath, as a sensitive, that you, you are highly sensitive to, 
uh, what it is you're putting into your body, that awareness can help inform your decisions and your choices in a way that are going to better support you and better serve you. And that's the invitation here is through the lens of, of awareness of your sensitive nature to get curious through that lens and how you are consuming um, different substances in your life and what, how they are serving you or supporting you or not um, moving forward. Um, even with food, just, um, you know, the, the level of um, really low frequency energy that we are exposed to in our food sources today as, as a modern industrialized society is, um, <laughs> it's just bananas, y'all. Uh, it really is. It's, it's, um, you have to really work at it and have, uh, either grow your own food or, um, you know, be at a certain socioeconomic level, not to be exposed to a lot of toxicity, um, in our food sources and in our water. Drinking filtered water, it's one of the most simple things that you can do to really help support yourself as a sensitive, just in general as a human, but especially again for us as sensitives, it's, you know, when we're drinking water that isn't filtered, our body is picking up on all of these um, little chemical hormonal shifting substances that have a real impact on our, our well being and our health. Um, so being conscious, being aware that you are sensitive on all levels of self, mental, emotional, energetic, physical, and knowing that, allowing that knowledge and that awareness inform your choices and creating space just to kind of listen. I think that's been one of the most valuable lessons on the healing path for me in general um, is, you know, just creating a little bit of space to play around and to test some things out and to see what works and what what doesn't. I think that was one of the gifts of of going through chronic illness, honestly, was was getting more in tune with my mind, with my body, with my spirit and and being better able to notice when something was out of balance, when something felt like it was out of alignment. And um, having the awareness to, you know, play detective and figure out what that was and um, make some adjustments and see how it helped or how it didn't help and make new adjustments. And so um, learning to listen uh, does a few things. Um, it pragmatically, it, it helps us to hear the signals from our body and, and, uh, and take action on those and to experience better, better health and to feel better within the, the form that is our human body that we are living in as um, energetic uh, ethereal beings. But it also builds trust with yourself. Um, and so it's this positive feedback loop. The more space we create to listen and to be honest about what we hear from our mind, our body, our spirit about who we're spending time with and how it makes us feel, what it is we're watching and how it makes us feel, who it is we're following on social media and how their posts make us feel, what we're reading and how it makes us feel, what we're eating and how it makes us feel, what we're drinking and how it makes us feel, what we're smoking and how it makes us feel. 
right? Creating the space to be really honest about what we're hearing back as feedback from our mind, body, spirit about all of those things, and then taking action and making adjustments as needed so that it feels in more alignment if it's out of alignment, we start to learn to trust ourselves more and that makes it easier and and we learn to trust ourselves more and it makes it easier for us to hear those messages as we practice that listening. So we hear the messages better, we're better able to act on them and then we start to trust ourselves more and then we it it really strengthens that muscle of intuition. And and I think that's one of the things that is really hard hit when we aren't intentional with what it is we're exposing ourselves to, what it is we're, we're consuming. Um, because these different things that we're consuming sometimes intentionally, sometimes subconsciously, sometimes unintentionally, um, will numb our ability to hear ourselves and to take action based on what it is we hear. And we start to not trust ourselves and we start to not trust our intuition. And then we start to hear those messages from ourselves less. And, and it's like, um, muddying the water. So being really intentional, I don't know if that's the right analogy. When we're talking about, and I, and I bring this up a bunch, um, you know, that, <clears throat> pardon me, I was taking a sip of my throat coat tea here on one of the last cold days of spring, hopefully here in Asheville, North Carolina. Okay, intention, intuition, um, talking about, and I talk about this a lot, um, you know, that empaths are natural channels. We are natural alchemizers and transmuters of energy, and we are, um, we are really sensitive to receiving messages um, from ourselves, but also from source, from higher self, from ancestors, from earth, right? We, we are these channels. Um, we are uh, these instruments. And when we're not intentional around what it is we're consuming, um, it's like we're not cleaning our instrument well, and so it's it's going to play off key, or the keys are going to get stuck, and we're only going to be able to to play and to hear one note. Right, our range is going to greatly diminish, and that is your intuition, um, as well as your ability to receive messages from from source, from higher self, from ancestors. Right, so the more intentional. Um, I am in how I'm showing up and what it is I'm consuming, the clearer of a channel I become and the more I'm able to lean into and trust my own inner knowing, that, that sensitivity superpower that we have, our inner knowing, our intuition, it 
it really is um, it it really is something that as we're intentional around what we consume, it has a direct correlation to how clear our intuition and inner knowing is coming through to us and it makes it easier for us to act on it because we are in constant practice of adjustment of alignment and building trust. Um, and so the feedback that we get keeps happening uh, at a smaller and smaller period of time to then, you know, where it's almost, you don't even have to think about it. Um, where, where rather than, oh, I feel this intuitive inner knowing about I should do this, but I don't know. I'm doubting myself. Should I do this? I don't know. And we ask the universe for a sign. And and it can start to shift into you're, I'm getting this intuitive hit and this inner knowing that this is what I should do. And I'm all of a sudden already doing it without even having to think about it because I trust it so much. It just, it becomes a, a sense that can more easily be trusted and acted upon. And the one that comes to my head, which is like a little crude and not at all as elegant as the concept that I was just talking about, but it's like when you have to go to the bathroom, right? It's like when you're a kid, you know, you don't necessarily read that signal right at first. <laughs> There's some issues, um, especially overnight when you're when you're in dreamland. Um, it's the same with with intuition as an empath as as we grow. It's it's learning to read that signal and interpret it without even having to think about it. It's just oh, this is what it is, right? Um, and it's such a fascinating and beautiful journey for me to see my own evolution with my intuition and knowing that there's still so much further for me to go. Um, and not to say that it's gamified, but maybe a little bit for me where, um, you know, writing in my journal, talking with uh, fellow sensitives and friends, you know, just seeing seeing that evolution for myself as well. Um, even just looking back, you know, I just got out of a relationship and looking back, um, seeing how much progress I've, I've made from previous relationships and trusting my intuition and, and giving myself some major kudos for that, but also seeing some spaces where um, looking back, I can 100% see like I was ignoring it and I didn't want to look at it and getting curious around that and why was that? And, and so it's all just about being curious, being intentional, and holding yourself with deep compassion as you learn and deepen your awareness as an empath and as a sensitive, because that's really what what it's all about, right? It's just the journey of coming back home into yourself, learning to trust that you do know, <laughs> learning to trust that you are powerful and um, that you are special, that these sensitivities that you're gifted with, um, once we start to learn how to navigate and nurture them and meet our own unique needs as sensitives, uh, that they really are superpowers and make, make for a really interesting, <laughs> never boring, um, and, and beautiful existence. Um, and not hundred percent, you know, I don't want to be Pollyanna. Of course there are peaks and valleys and ebbs and flows and 
and the whole range of human experience. Um, but I am really grateful to be an empath, to feel as deeply as I feel. And for all of the lessons that it has been teaching me um, in the last several years, um, showing up in my life with the knowledge that I am an empath. And I invite you to just let that be a lens that you begin to look through for yourself if you're feeling that you are an empath or sensitive. Um, if you have questions about that, you can always reach out to me. Uh, my um, Instagram is at Homestead Healing, although there will be some updates to that coming up in the coming months. But for now, uh, you can always direct message me at Homestead Healing. I will link it in the podcast notes for this episode. Um, thank you so much for spending time with me today. I hope this has been insightful. This was one of those uh, no note episodes. I just really kind of felt called to record this and, and see what happened and sort of channel through what, what felt like was significant to say. So I appreciate you joining me for this ride. Um, if you have questions that you'd love for me to, um, get into in an episode of all things empath, please reach out. I'll also link my email in the podcast notes and, as always, I want to just close to let you know that you're doing the best you can where you're at with what you've got, and I love you.